Welcome into another episode of the Unnamed MMA Podcast presented by Puncher's Chance Bourbon. Head to puncherschancebourbon.com to find a retailer near you where you can pick up a bottle and enjoy it this summer. Enjoy it during UFC fight night that we're going to talk about here coming up on Saturday night. It's great. It, I drink mine neat. You can drink it on the rocks. It mixes with your favorite cocktail extremely well. So head to puncherschancebourbon.com to find a bottle near you. I'm Adam Abdallah. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam A. Abdallah. And across from me, as always, is Jordan Sherwood. Follow him on Twitter at ESPN 1000 We've had a good couple weeks here as far as the picks go, Jordan. Two of the last three. We've yeah. had winners. A very good week last week with uh, Rosenstruck Almeida. It's kind of saved by Jolton uh, getting that first-round submission mm-hmm. like we knew he would. Look, we talked about the fact that he could play with Dynamite and maybe feel himself out in the octagon, but I think he got smart. He realized, now I don't want to be there standing in front of Biggie Boy for a very long time. So he got the fight to the ground, and he ended it very yeah, quickly. Very So quickly that Biggie Boy, I think, just took another fight. So they announced he's going to be fighting in like UFC 292 or something like that. It's like, all right, well, that was fast. Didn't even break a sweat trying to in losing that fight. So it's been a good couple weekends. Let's keep the winning going here as we preview UFC fight night. Mackenzie Dern against Angela Hill. We'll start. With Diego Ferreira against Michael Johnson, lightweight division here. Diego Ferreira, minus 150 against Michael Johnson, who is plus 120. Ferreira returns uh, on a three-fight losing streak and competing for his first time since the end of 2021. He didn't fight all of last year, so maybe some rust on Diego Ferreira, whereas Michael Johnson uh, earned a unanimous decision last time out. has won two of his last three. How do you see this fight as we kick off this main card for UFC Fight Night? Very interesting, and this is one of the those fights where we talk about you know waiting to play it until you check out the fighter come weigh-ins you know Diego Ferreira at one point in his UFC career had won six fights in a row he was streaking he was you know in line potentially as kind of the dark horse of the lightweight division then he ran into Benelo Dariush which was a loss and he's followed that up subsequently two you know more losses and he's been out for those two years and he's now 38 years of age which is that's my concern in regards to handicapping him as the winner and, and thinking that he's got an opportunity against Michael Johnson. What we do know about Ferreira is he is very well-rounded. He comes from a very good camp. He's very good Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioner. But he's also a guy lately of his last two fights that have kind of folded under pressure guys that will push a pretty big cardio pace. Now, I'm not to say that the menace is that guy, Michael Johnson. Look, This guy's been in the UFC forever. Came onto the scene in the Ultimate Fighter reality series, the Black Zillions versus American Top Team. He was one of the... Actually, no, he didn't. He was on that show as a coach, but actually he was on Team Koscheck versus Team GSP. This is going way back in the Wayback Machine to 2010. So this guy's been in the UFC forever. He's fought the who's who of the lightweight and the featherweight division. And look, recently he's looked pretty good. He's, you know, two and one. In his last three fights, he had one of the best performances that we've seen against Mark Diacasi the last time we saw him and cashed as an underdog. He's extremely athletic. He's got very good power in his right hand. A guy actually also, you know, at one point knocked out Dustin Poirier. Um, so you know the talent that he has. He comes from a good camp. He's cerebral. He's, you know, uh, smart, uh, obviously, you know, with the, the time that he spent inside the UFC, and quite frankly, I'm shocked that he's the underdog. So, based on the time off by Ferreira, Fer- 
And based on Michael Johnson looking pretty good in two of his last three fights, I like the underdog here. I like Michael Johnson at at the plus money odds at plus 125. You know, Diego Ferreira is not going to bring anything that Michael Johnson hasn't seen before. The only issue that maybe you would have in backing Michael Johnson is, look, he has thrown up clunkers throughout his entire career. Yeah. I mean, he's been known to do that. I mean, this is a, a guy at one point that lost four fights in a row. Before that, he, he lost three fights in a row. He is also a guy that, that, that sometimes has quit in the octagon, just given up because uh, of being outclassed. I just don't think that this is going to be the case. And I think based on how motivated I think Michael Johnson is, I think he sees the end, uh, the light at the end of the tunnel for a career. And he's had a historic career in the UFC. But I like him with a plus money dog because of the fact, too, we just don't know what Ferrer is going to look like two years out of the game. All right, so plus 120 on the money line right there for Michael Johnson. If we look at method of victory, you've got Johnson by knockout at 3-1. to one. Ferreira by points at plus 360. Ferreira by submission at plus 250. Johnson by points at plus 370. But taking the dog straight up at plus 120. Look, I think I think for sure, but I think there could be a sprinkle of either Johnson via knockout or okay. Ferreira via uh, submission. I okay. mean, Ferreira's very well versed again on the ground. You know, he's well-schooled, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, black belt. Uh, you know, he's he's got seven of his 17 wins have come via submission. Johnson has been tapped before, but... Ferrer's also been stopped two of the last three losses via strikes, and Michael Johnson hits hard and 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 can land something, and Ferrer folds. You know, we've seen him fold now uh, two of those last three fights. So I think if you need to add a little bit of value to it, you can, but I think you're straight up, obviously, at plus money, you're good with Michael Johnson. Yeah, I like that at plus 120. Our next fight, Andre Fialo against Joaquin Buckley, could be fight of the night. Uh, Fialo plus 170, Joaquin Buckley minus 225. Fialo has uh, had four fights that have ended inside the distance. The first two winning, the recent two uh, losing, but inside the distance for Fialo. And then Joaquin Buckley makes his UFC welterweight division debut, but also in a uh, midst of a two-fight slide being knocked out by uh, Chris Curtis at UFC 282. But he's entering this welterweight division. Someone's going to get knocked out. Like these two, I, I, these two throw think, haymakers, you would, you right? Would, you would think so. The athleticism and the power of Joaquin Buckley, uh, you know, obviously now making the decision to come down and wait, moving from middleweight to, to, to welterweight. And, and it's kind of funny because he was an extremely undersized middleweight. He's still an undersized welterweight. But, but credit where credit's due, I think this is the first time in his 21 fight mixed martial arts career, Joaquin Buckley has the reach advantage. So how about that? Joaquin Buckley, <laughs> you've done it. You finally have taken advantage of your physical attributes, and you now have the reach advantage against a small, compact fighter in Andre Fiala, another guy, too, that is not going to threaten the stuff that, that at times has caused issues for Joaquin Buckley. And what I mean by that is a guy that's going to wrestle. Uh, we, we saw that in the, the Imamov fight two fights ago that Joaquin Buckley lost. He was definitely outclassed on the ground and really couldn't hang you know, on the feet because of it. But he's going to get the fight that he wants. And, and Fiala is powerful. I mean, obviously, you just said it. The guy had a very impressive UFC short-notice debut after spending a lot of time in some of the other larger organizations throughout the world. Uh, Michelle Pahea was a tough out. Obviously, he's a well-talented fighter. He's got a fight with Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Did you see that was just announced? Mm-hmm. Michelle yeah. Pahea and Stephen Wonderboy Thompson yeah. on the undercard of UFC 291. 291 looks insane. It's going to be balls to the wall. Yeah. Fantastic. And no title fights. 
which yeah, is also which is, extremely incorrect. Which yeah. is well, really well, rare, but also the thing, great. Too. They're, they're saying that this, I don't know if it's if it's true or not, it's not on social media, that Poirier gauges now for the BMF title. Yes, that's... <laughs> Fuck this BMF Dana title. Dana White said it. He In the video, he was like, it's vacant because Masvidal retired, so now this is going to be the BMF title. This, okay... I understand that there's a partnership now between the WWE and the UFC, but this is some straight up WWE BS. This, yeah. this BMF title, it, it, that sounds like it, that's got Intercontinental Champion written all over it. And, like and, you're and not I love, good. I love Mr. Perfect, and I love Bret Hart. Yeah, I don't need <laughs> BMF championships in, in my UFC. I mean, look, the BMF, the BMF champion is the heavyweight champion of the world. That's John Jones. He's the yes. baddest motherfucker. Oh yeah, alive. absolutely. So, sorry, I'm cursing a lot. Lately. You are. That's okay. It's the internet. Up. We can do that. I heard up. Yeah. So anyway, you got Joaquin Buckley. Extremely athletic, very powerful. Uh, you know, Andre Fialo, also very powerful, compact fighter. I like where your head's at, uh, Abdallah. I think the inside the distance certainly going to be in play. One guy going to likely knock each other out. I'd like to see, first off, how does the weight cut go for Joaquin Buckley? He's an undersized middleweight. He's making the jump to 170. I'm sure he'll be fine. Andre Fialo, how is he going to look now? Two consecutive losses where he's been stopped. He eats a lot of punches. He doesn't have very good head movement with his defense. So I think for sure inside the distance, and I'm not going to give out a a, a, a win yet. Fialo earlier on in the week when I was doing some stuff for VEASAN was at like plus 220, plus 225. Mm -hmm. I think he's come down now to like plus 185, so there is some action coming in on him, but I'm going to wait to officially play this card until I see what both guys look like on the scale, but I do like a finish happening. All right, our round betting over one and a half is minus 128, under one and a half is plus 102 there. I know you mentioned inside the distance, but anything on the round betting? I, I think it'd be safe to, to just go the under at two and a half. Two you know, and a half. Yeah, okay. I, I do. I mean, look, I know it's sexy to think about that plus 102, plus 105 on uh, on the under at one and a half, but there is a, a risk to that as well. Uh, and, and perhaps one of these guys is going to say, hey, look, it, it, things have not gone well for me over the last couple of fights on the feet change up the strategy, go to the ground. But I think in short order, we're getting a finish in this fight. All right, so we'll go with inside the distance there. Our next fight, uh, Edmund Shabazian against Anthony Hernandez. Shabazian plus 200. Anthony Hernandez is minus 260. These are two guys in middleweight division from Dana White's Contender Series. Uh, This is your co-main event. Uh, Shabazian, uh, he got a a second-round stoppage win in his last time out against UFC. at UFC 282, and Hernandez uh, is entering on a three-fight winning streak. So this one could be a good one, but Hernandez a heavy favorite at minus 260. Something is very interesting in regards to this fight. You know, earlier on in the week, Shabazian was as high as plus 230, plus 235. And when I was on Visa, and I said, you have to play it. You have to play Edmund Shabazian. Look, he's now 25 years of age. I think he's coming to his own physically. Uh, he burst onto the scene. He was 11 and 0 uh, with you know, you know what 10 finishes uh, of his first uh, couple of fights or nine finishes of the first couple of fights. Then he started to run into you know the the, the hierarchy, the tougher outs in the middleweight division, and he took on Derek Brunson, who was blonde Brunson at the time, and that guy's pretty much uh, uh, you know impenetrable. And then Jack Hermanson's a fantastic fighter, and and Imamov, we just talked about him, outstanding fighter. All three of those guys took Shabazian down. They took him down, they controlled him, and they got him out of there. Shabazian, I believe, has improved his takedown defense. I believe he is maturing into a better fighter. Now, be it that he didn't face that challenge his last time out against uh, Lungambula because Lungambula is just a straight-up guy that's going to knock you out on the feet. So it was a favorable matchup for Shabazian. Now he's got Fluffy. 
Now he's got Fluffy, a guy that likes to grapple, very good submissions, you know, has had some very big upsets. You know, his his submission over Rodolfo Vieira, extremely impressive, and a guy that's going to look to take you down and submit you. I still believe the advantage on the feet and the maturity level of Shabazi and the coaching that he's getting now at a new camp, I think he's worth a look as as the underdog. All Still right. at plus 185. But yeah. isn't something there? I mean, there's action continuing to pummel in Something's going on Shabazi. On. And, mm-hmm. and look, he's 1-3 in his last four fights, including, uh, you know, he's been finished twice. So, and he's taking out a guy that finishes guys on the ground. Seven submission victories for, for, for Anthony Hernandez. Yeah, so, today. Uh, but I, I think, it, I think yeah, Anthony Hernandez, a guy, cardio sometimes is an issue, striking is, is, is okay. I'm going to risk and, and say, look, I believe the camp, the time has been put in, Shabazian coming to his own. I mean, there was a reason why he was such a, a, a big time prospect and burst onto the scene at 11 and 0. So I like him. All right, so Shabazian plus 185, that's good value right there. That's great value right there. But we will look at the method of victory just because. Uh, Anthony Hernandez by submission at plus 210. Hernandez by points at plus 250. Shabazian by knockout at plus 380. Uh, Hernandez by knockout at plus 500. And Shabazian by points at plus 700. I think it's going to have to be a not, similar to what I just talked about You know, a, a couple of fights ago, knockout or submission, okay. uh, You know, the Johnson-Fiera. So I think if you want to add a little bit to it, you want to get that price on Hernandez down, yeah, then you, you look at him to get the finish inside the distance via submission. You know, uh, believing again that he's going to be able to get the fight to the ground like so many people have against Edmund Shabazian, or you believe that Edmund Shabazian has, has worked on his take down the fence, he's going to keep the fight standing, and he's going to land something on Anthony Hernandez and change the fight. But we're going to go with Shabazian at plus 185. It's good value right there. Don't worry about method of victory. Just take the underdog. This one, a couple dogs barking here with Johnson and now Shabazian at plus 185. Our main event, Mackenzie Dern against Angela Hill. Mackenzie Dern minus 185. Angela Hill plus 145. Mackenzie Dern has dropped two out of her last three because the ground game just has not been there for her in her last three fights. So she's lost those two out of three, whereas Hill comes in on Vegas. She's got two victories in a row in the back half of last year. Will Mackenzie Dern be able to get the ground game going like she did when she started winning 11 out of her first 12 fights? I mean, she will be if she's evolved in her in her, in her grappling acumen. I mean, when she burst onto the scene and started just submitting people left and right and getting people to the ground, like she was able to come with her takedowns from far away places. You know, you go for single legs and double legs uh, without any you know, striking development. People caught on to that, like Marina Rodriguez and, and Jan Jelnan, uh, and they were able to keep the fight standing and and take advantage of Mackenzie Dern, you know, lack of skill set uh, on the feet. So now you got another opportunity here. Angela Hill has been in the UFC since she made her, you know, mixed martial arts debut. We've seen her evolve as a as, as a fighter. She's certainly extremely well-rounded and extremely difficult fighter to get out of there. But mm-hmm. her background is in the Muay Thai. Her background's mm-hmm. in the standing. Uh, and she's got, like, what, 75% takedown defense, which is good. It's not great. So the question is, what do you believe is going to happen? Is, 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 McKenzie, is Mackenzie Dern going to be able to evolve enough uh, from a stand-up and, and get the fight to the ground? Because if she gets the fight to the ground, I, she has a decisive advantage for sure over Angela Hill. Or... Is she not going to be able to 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 have that evolve and and she, the fight's going to be kept standing and and Angela Hill's going to coast to a unanimous decision victory and Angela Hill's quite you know quite the underdog right now late latest plus fan to a plus one forty four one forty five I think you could probably if you're on the I, I I'm going to lean Dern I'm yeah. going to lean Dern because I think that that her striking is 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 
improving enough. And it's it's not to the level of like if she gets it a fine, Jelton Almeida, uh, Rosenstruck, one takedown, it's over. Angela Hill has been in there with some great grapplers. She's been able to get back to her feet. But I'm going to believe that Mackenzie Dern has, has, has improved the striking enough to, to complement the takedowns, to get something to the ground multiple times, and eventually get a submission. Okay. So I'm actually going out on a limb here and, and, and risking something that typically does not happen to Angela Hill. Believe it, Mackenzie Dern has, has improved and, and is going to showcase why she's a killer when it gets on the ground. If you're on Angela Hill's side, I think you add a little bit to that and not just take her to win, but you take her to win on the on the judges' scorecards, which will improve by your points. odds for sure. Yeah. yeah. So Angela Hill, by points, like you mentioned, is plus 210. If you think Dern's going to win by submission, Dern by submission is plus 180. Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, if, I, I, and I think that, that those are the two methods of win. So we're, okay. that's the direction we're going with this podcast. You never know what, what, yeah. how it's going to happen. We're going to go with, like, what ways that people are going to win. And it's, again, it's, it's, it, this time it's not a, a, a TKO or a submission. It's but a, you think Mackenzie Dern's going to win, so putting money on, so on the at, submission at yeah. minus 185 that's not really the best value so maybe put money on Dern by submission I mean the only thing is it's just like I, Dern's not the type of, of grappler that controls you like and, and, and smothers you you know like Habib Nurmagomedov and yeah just con- you know, and controls- is she going to be able to stand up and fight for five rounds, right? Exactly. I, I, well, I think I, I don't have a problem with her. Well, the cardio actually has faded a it's little. It's not bit. even the cardio. It's the can she can she stay stay away from getting knocked out for five rounds? Right, right. And, and I think she can. I think that and and Angela Hill is not really a knockout artist. She's more of a point fighter as okay. well. If her if if the direction's going to go with her, so yeah, I think if you need if you don't like the one eighty six you know money line on Dern or the or the plus one forty four on Hill, you say Hill via decision or Dern via submission to get plus money uh, on both. All right, that is a UFC fight night. Hill versus Dern. Anything on the uh, undercard that you're looking at for this? Uh... Absolutely. Uh, I have faded Karolina Kovacevic. Oh, yeah. In her last seven fights, she's five. She's two and five. Okay, so it's it's worked for me five times out of seven. I don't think she's been the same fighter since she got knocked out against Jessica Andrade, Vanessa Demopoulos. Yeah, and who's, who's good, not great. You know, you know, you know, kind of well-rounded fighter. So I think maybe a sprinkle on the plus money there. Just Carolina Kovacevic, I think twice has has contemplated retirement. So I don't really like that. Um, and I can't for the life of me continue to, to believe in Chase Hooper just because his stand-up is, is so amateurish and has not developed. He's great on the ground, and Nick Fiore is making his UFC debut, but he's 6-1 and one as a, on the regional scene with six first-round finishes. I don't have an idea about the guy's uh, ability to get out of the first round, obviously, mm-hmm. with, that, with that record. But here's what I know. Chase Hooper's 23, uh, and he's, he's, he's changing weight. He's, he's, he's going up to the lightweight division, and in the previous fights that he's lost, he's been outmanned, Abdallah. Like, he's just, mm. like, he's been in there with men, and, and, and just because of literally, like, the age and development of muscles and your body, uh, <laughs> he's lost. So, I don't like the fact that he's going up to a bigger weight class to take yeah. on bigger fighters, and he's a, he's a long, dangly guy, and he's goofy and stuff like that in the cage and out, but, like... Dower thirty eight for for a UFC debut. Uh, there's a reason why he's a favorite. So I, I I think maybe look at him. Maybe you maybe we'll add him into the parlay. 
We don't really have a parlay right now. And what? we don't have to force we don't have to force one. We've got too many underdogs. Oh belly. Okay. Well we then don't let's have just, to force let's a just parlay. Let's just money line straight up on that. All though. right, there you go. The rest of our picks, Johnson at plus one twenty straight up. Sprinkle a little bit on by Johnson by knockout at plus three hundred. Fialo and Buckley to go inside the distance. Shabazian at, at plus one eighty five and Dern by submission at plus one eighty. There's a whole slew of fights that were announced this week and maybe we can talk about that uh next week by dana white and ufc for the rest of the summer and all the pay-per-views that they're going to be having there's a ton of great fights coming out but that gives us something to talk about next, next week, week because yeah there's no fight card officially next yeah, week. yeah exactly so we'll, we'll do something maybe next week and just kind of preview the summer that is going to be in the ufc and the octagon he is jordan sherwood follow him on twitter at wood on espn 1000 you can get all of his picks at fat jack sports go to fatjacksports.com and sign up baseball's going on NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, and of course, Jordan's UFC picks. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam A. Abdallah. And we've been brought to you by Puncher's Chance Bourbon. Head to puncherschancebourbon.com to find a retailer near you where you can pick up yourself a bottle. And this has been the Unnamed MMA Podcast. Thank you for listening.